Something amazing is happening right now. Fans and citizens of the United... Oh, shit. Let's start that over. All right. Track one, take three. Three, two, one. Something amazing is happening right now. For the first time in four years, citizens of the United States of America are watching soccer. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Coming up after the break, the World Cup action is underway and we're going to have the scoop on that. Plus, Giants and Dodgers faced off over the weekend. Who's the best team in the AFC East? Oh, wait, that's, that's not really a fair question. Who's the second best team in the AFC East? We're going to talk all about it. And of course, we have a new guest joining us today and she's not human. Sports, sports, sports is starting right now. Hello and welcome to the last episode of this podcast to take place in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Hannah and I have officially begun to move things into our new apartment and we'll be getting the rest of our stuff next weekend. Also, I saw Incredibles 2 and it was amazing. In other news, I've discovered that 7 minutes is way too long to talk about soccer. Actually, it's more like 11 minutes. So we're going to dial it back a bit this week. Tim and I, we just got too carried away in the last episode. And uh, for the first time in the history of this podcast, baseball is taking over in the top block of the show. So why don't we start there today? Boston-Seattle has been more than just a transcontinental matchup. These two are really hot teams at the top of their respective divisions. Now, this series lived up to its billing indeed. Both teams came away with two victories, three of which were within one win. The rematch will be next weekend. So we still have time to figure out who the better team is. Angels struck with bad news earlier this week with the loss of Phenom Otani until at least 2020. As this all goes down, they played divisional rival uh, Oakland. LA won five of their previous seven matchups this year. Oakland took two victories, and the one by the Angels, that's their first since Otani's injury. Luke Roy had an RBI single for the A's in the 11th today. That gave them the win. Washington, after limping, uh, after being thrashed, they were limping after being thrashed by the Yankees. They took on the Blue Jays in a battle between Canadians and Americans. The Nationals were swept, taken down, bust out the brooms. Each game was close, no more than two runs in each. Giants and Dodgers, one of the biggest rivalries in baseball. Giants have won four of their previous six games, although for six of those, all six of those were in San Francisco. Now, this time the series flips over to L.A., where the home team took two victories. Hundley and Belt homer today for the lone San Fran win. Also, Giants signed the number two pick in last week's draft, Joey Bart, to a record $7 million deal. I hope for their sake he actually plays in the pros. All right, now looking around the league, the Bronx Bombers, they're taking on the Rays at home. Yankees win 3-4. to four. Tigers and White Sox in a divisional matchup with El Tigres sweeping the series, including today's walk-off win. Royals and Astros, the two most recent World Series winners from the American League. Shocker here, Astros win all three games. They've won 11 straight, and last 10 were on the road. Rockies and Rangers rock the house with the Rangers winning the rubber game today, 13-12. Miami-Baltimore could have been the Marlins' first sweep of the year, but alas, Baltimore's bats woke up early with a 10-4 victory. Reds and Pirates in a rivalry matchup. Pirates won two. Indians and Twins, both of these two have led the division at some point this season, but the Twins' stock is falling while Cleveland's is rising. Twins won that series. Phillies and Brewers with the Phillies winning two. My Mel, my Mel, Michael Frankel, Frank, wow, Michael Franco hit a home run and had four uh, ribbies today for the Phillies. Padres and Braves, a cross-country matchup with the Padres outscoring Atlanta but losing the series. 
Cubs and Cardinals, two strong NL clubs uh, and rivals with the Cubs winning two games before the late one tonight. And then the Mets and Diamondbacks as New York continues its streak of bad luck. They wind up with an even series, though. All right, looking at the playoff picture, who would make the playoffs if the season were to end right here, right now? So, in the AL, right, the Yankees are leading the East. The Astros, they retook the West from Seattle. And the Indians are the only team in the AL Central with a winning record. Mariners and Red Sox are the obvious wildcard teams. And honestly, nobody else is even close to those uh, five. Looking at the NL, things are a little more dicey. Cubs retook the NL Central from Milwaukee. Braves uh, lead the NL East and the Diamondbacks of the NL West. Poor Rockies, they're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. Last weekend, we were talking about them taking over the division. And now they have a losing record and sit in fourth behind the Giants and Dodgers. Brewers and Nationals. They get the wild cards, but the Dodgers are only slightly out of the loop. Cardinals, Pirates, and Giants, they're close enough to make noise. Basically, NL, really close. And barring a meltdown, the AL is pretty much locked up. Baseball, it's pretty boring. Nothing makes me crazier when I hear that phrase. But folks, they're kind of entitled to their opinion. I should know. I have a lot of opinions on this show. Unfortunately, that opinion is what's killing the sport. With the owners' meeting wrapping up earlier this week, one of the biggest numbers looming in the minds of the MLB brass is the 6.6 drop in attendance this year. This is a 15-year low for baseball, which may see an average attendance of less than 30000 per game. Now, couple this with the 76 per per ticket, $76 per ticket, and you're looking at a $355 million loss on ticket sales. The last time a single season attendance has dropped this high was after the 1995 players' strike. According to the Wall Street Journal, the problem is the high number of rebuilding rosters this season. Currently, you have four teams that are on pace to break the major league record for wins, those being Boston, Houston, Seattle, and the Yankees. Uh, with so many aggressively talented teams, the rest of the league can't keep up and thus retooling and rebuilding their rosters. So that's basically the blueprint to lose ticket sales of your major league ball club. Right now, you have a record six teams below 400. Those six teams are Orioles, Ray, uh, Orioles, Royals, White Sox, Reds, Marlins, and Rangers. Let's put that in perspective. Over the last five years, there have only been six teams under 400. This year, there are six. So it's even. America's pastime is surely not going anywhere. However, if they can't find a way to put butts in the seats, something dramatic might need to happen to save this sport. Now, for those of you that are not bored with baseball, coming up for the week, I'm not seeing any good matchups. Cubs and Dodgers in a rematch of last year's NLCS, in which LA crushed Chicago in five games to make it the World Series. Tables are turned right now. Cubbies, they look good. Dodgers, uh, they might miss the playoffs at their current pace. Mariners also taking on the Yankees starting Tuesday in a battle between two of the hottest teams in the American League. First time these two see each other all season. Also, Indians and Tigers, they have a rematch uh, from last weekend. Or, I'm sorry, they have a rematch from this weekend, next weekend. Cleveland took two wins from them the last time around, and then both uh, teams are fighting for the AL Central title. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we return, we took football, both American and whatever the Europeans want to think football is. U.S. Open, that was this weekend. Our dog comes to join us, and the NBA and NHL drafts are approaching fast, so don't go anywhere. Sports, sports, sports. We will be right back. You know what's really fun? Having a great advertisement. You know what's really, really fun? Having your great advertisement on the Sports 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 Podcast. Hi, I'm Nick Drago, executive producer of Sports Sports Sports, and I know what you're thinking. You're probably considering us to sell your product, but concerned with the price. Have no fear, friends, because right now we're offering free ad space. Wait, wait, what? There is no way that's true. 
Well, it is, my friends. And if you want to find out more, please email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that email is sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's get back to the show. Now for the biggest sporting event occurring, it's the FIFA World Cup. Our soccer correspondent, Tim Nunzig, nearly lost his credibility last week when it turned out that his pick for the top scorer, Kylie Mbappe, was hurt in practice. Still not sure if I'm saying that right, but at least it sounds like the Hanson song. Not to worry, though, he did end up playing for France. Let's recap the first few games. So, Russia proved they weren't completely hopeless, being Saudi Arabia 5-0 in the opening matchup of the group stage. I'm sure America's only current ally, Vladimir Putin, was glad to hear about that one. Uruguay beats Egypt in the 89th minute off a goal by Jose de Vargas to give them the 1-0 victory. Even crazier, though, was Iran's win off an own goal at the very end of extra time. It was their first win since 1998. Portugal and Spain did not disappoint. These two rivals ended up in a 3-3 tie thanks to a late goal by Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, wait, did I mention he already had two other goals before that? Yep, all three came from his foot. Um, and that that is a hat trick for CR7, which is a nickname that I heard him called. And now that I say it out loud, I really don't like it. Uh, France, they also took home a victory over the Aussies 2-1, uh, although both of France's goals had to be confirmed via replay. Things got even crazier after that as Ar Argentina tied with Iceland, per Peru lost to Denmark, Croatia beats Nigeria, Serbia beats Costa Rica 1-0, and Germany lost to Mexico. I know I'm going to be eating a taco and celebrating with the rest of the Mexicans because our neighbors down south pulled off a great win off over the best team in the world. Now, the Mexican crowd was cheering so loudly that it actually caused a small earthquake. Just weird, though, was uh, another weird thing that happened, though, was Brazil tying Switzerland. So, a lot more matches coming up this week. See, that wasn't so bad. I didn't talk about it for too long, okay? Our NFL Summer Series continues this week as we continue going division by division to get hyped up for football season. This time around, we look at the AFC East. Now, let's be honest here. The attractive headline is to pick someone other than the Patriots to lead this division. But their time just isn't up yet. The, the honest truth here is that the Patriots are cheaters. And I'm not just saying that as a New England hater. This team, time and time again, has been caught cheating or bending the rules. Maybe other teams do it too? We don't know. But the Pats are always the ones facing a scandal. And of course, anytime they face a scandal, the odds are stacked against them. They thrive. They win a Super Bowl or they make it to the Super Bowl. So the most recent news is that Julian Edelman tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs. Going back to all the internal struggles between Brady, Belichick, and team management, coupled with the rumors that Pat almost that the Pats almost traded Gronkowski for a chance to draft Baker Mayfield, the red flags, they're just starting to pop up all over New England. Now, don't get me wrong. The empire hasn't fallen yet. As long as Brady plays, this is the team to be. We'll see how much longer, though, he can play through. And uh, the good times, they're eventually going to end for New England, but not, not quite yet. So, who's primed to take the number two spot? Honestly, it can go either way between the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins. They're all equally terrible. Last season, the Bills made the playoffs for the first time since 1999, an accomplishment accomplishing feat. However, the team uh, lost their lead tackler, Preston Brown, in free agency, and then drafts Josh Allen at QB, who honestly hasn't really looked that great in practice. Plus, running back LaShawn McCoy will be 30 and hasn't been a dom dynamic athlete in a few years. Dolphins lost Landry, Sue, and Pouncey, their three best players. They unfortunately have Ryan Tannehill back from injury, and he's arguably the most overrated, underperforming starter in the league at QB. And 
aging stars like Frank Gore and Danny Amendola, let's be serious, they can't compete. It's not a competitive football club, but maybe they'll catch a few breaks. I'm actually impressed with what the Jets are doing right now. Going into last season, they were expected to lose every single football game they came across. They were literally expected to win zero games, and they came out with five. New York then went and brought in top-tier talent like Tremaine Johnson, Avery Williamson, and Isaiah Crowell, plus a revamped receiving core of Curse Anunua and Anderson, plus two semi-capable quarterbacks, Josh McGowan and Teddy Bridgewater, along with the third overall pick and future cornerstone Sam Darnold, who's been impressive thus far in camp. For those reasons, I put Jets slightly at number two behind New England, followed closely by Buffalo, and at last is Miami. Uh, either way, though, I won't expect wild-colored birth from any of the above, including the Patriots, because they're probably going to win the division. If you have your own opinion, though, please share it. I I'm going to want to know. Our email, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. U.S. Open was interesting to watch this weekend. First off, some of the biggest names in golf were sent home early on Saturday, including Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, Martin K Kramer, uh, Jason Day, Sergio Garcia, Adam Scott, Keegan Bradley, John Ram, and everyone's favorite failure, Tiger Woods. Yep, Shinnecock Hills claimed them all. Meanwhile, Brooks Kopka, Kopka, Kopka. Brooks Kopka wins the whole thing, and it sounds familiar, as it should sound familiar, because... We're going to refer back to last year when Brooks Kopka won the whole thing. Yep, that's back-to-back -back victories. Poor Tommy Fleetwood came so close. Probably should have won after shooting 63 today. That was tied with the lowest ever score in U.S. Open history. Now, the NBA free agency is ramping up now that the season's over. The latest has LeBron continuing to contemplate his next destination. Charles Barkley seemed to think it won't be Philadelphia, and the latest suggests that He'll, walk, he'll talk to the Celtics and Warriors. Right now, Rockets remain the favorites. Paul George, the younger big fish, will probably wait until LeBron makes his decision. People also seem to forget that Isaiah Thomas is a human basketball player. He's looking great. On, he looked great on the Celtics system and barely got a chance to thrive in Cleveland before becoming a bench warmer in L.A. So where does he play next season? Top candidates include the Spurs, Knicks, Mavericks, and Pelicans. But uh, I doubt he stays with L.A. unless for some reason they lose out on both LeBron and George. Also, don't forget, NBA draft is coming. Uh, that's on Thursday. So Phoenix, they're going to have the top pick, followed by Sacramento, Atlanta, Memphis. And Philadelphia, they had six picks overall. So look for them to make a big trade up or a big trade somewhere else. And we're going to take a look at that in a moment. Kawhi Leonard, in a stunning display that surely has Tim Duncan spinning in his retirement, Spurs star Kawhi Leonard has officially set the interweb on fire by announcing that he wants out of San Antonio. It's been no surprise that Leonard and Spurs coach Greg Popovich have not been seeing eye to eye, as rumors Kawhi wanting out have been swirling all year. This could signal the end of the Spurs' dominance. For a bit, it was expected that Leonard would carry the torch after Tim Duncan when he retired. In uh, typical millennial fashion, he told his team via Twitter. In fact, he and Popovich still haven't spoken about it. All right, so... Where's he end up going? Apparently he's mentioned New York, but that's likely not going to happen because let's be honest, every basketball player says, yeah, why not New York for a split second before they laugh themselves silly and then go sign with a good team. Um, <clears throat> the other candidates, though, are LA, Philly, or Boston. Yep, the same teams that are mentioned every week because they have all the assets. Philly in particular can get rid of some of those draft picks along with Embiid, Simmons, uh, I'm sorry, along with Markel Fultz, not Embiid and Simmons. You keep those guys, Philly. Uh, but they'll still have plenty of cap room if they can trade some picks and Markel Fultz. They can bring another star like LeBron or Paul George. Wow. So, think about it. Embiid, Simmons, Kawhi, and either George 
or James. I mean, you're looking at a crazy talented team. It's basically the team that can beat the Warriors. LA, they also have some cap room and they can make a lot of moves. But what they lack is the already established star power. Now, that's not a knock on Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma. They're just, they're young guys. It's, it's nothing compared to what the 76ers have built so far. Um, the Celtics, they need to focus on getting Hayward and Irving ready to play before they consider blowing up the roster yet again. Um, you know, they could certainly sign a big free agent, but they probably shouldn't go for it in a trade. Also, you have the Kings there in the mix because, once again, they have a top-five pick, and, once again, they'll likely waste it, so why not just trade us Kawhi Leonard, right? Makes sense. That probably wouldn't be the best move, though, for the Spurs. All right, so for the NHL, we talk a lot about John Tavares and the Islanders last week, but this week we'll get another top name, John Carlson. He's finally won the Stanley Cup. The Capitals will have a difficult time holding on to him. Washington has 10 free agents and only about $11 million in cap space. These dudes are going to want to get paid. Carlson's 15 goals and 68 points is a big draw for teams looking to upgrade their defensemen. It'll be interesting to see where he winds up. Now, Bavonda oddsmakers have determined that Eric Carlson, Jeff Skinner, and Mike Hoffman, they're the most likely to be traded. And Ilya Kovalchuk has narrowed his list down to a handful of teams. Many assumed he'd want to go to the Islanders. But could it be the other New York club that would utilize his services? Rangers are the front runners, along with the Kings, Bruins, and Sharks. NHL draft. That one, that begins on Saturday. Oh my gosh, is it? Is it really time for a break? Yes, it is. When we return, the Young Gun, Jamie Graham answers a few trivia questions. Our Athlete of the Week. Oh, and my dog, Catalina Wine Mixer, joins us for a quick prediction. So no worries, sports, sports, sports. We will be back briefly. Ever wonder what your socks taste like? Well, now you can with Food Socks, the only pair of socks that tastes like what they look like. Okay, that's a pretty bad advertisement. You know what would work better here though? Your own ad. Nick Drago here again, offering you a piece of the action right here, right now. Best part is, it can be anything you want it to be. No, wait, that isn't the best part. How could I forget the best part? The best part is I'm offering it for free, free ad space. So if you have a product you want me to endorse, please email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. I'll be waiting patiently at my computer. Track four, take one, three, two, one. We have a rare feat. Mm, no, where's this one? Track four, take one, three, two, one. Now on this show, we talk about a lot of oddities, strange things that may happen in sports, rare feats of, of accomplishment. And there isn't a, much more of a rare feat than a young man first watching sports. He's going from watching none Staying up late to see the results of the Stanley Cup Finals. The young gun Jamie Grum joins us once again for a romp into the world of sports trivia. For those like me who love sports talk, let's gawk at Jamie's disturbing lack of knowledge. And for those like Jamie with a disturbing lack of knowledge, it's okay. Our goal here is for you to learn a thing or two. All right, let's kick it off to myself and Jamie. All right, folks, I'm here with the young gun Jamie Grum. Say hello, Jamie. Hello, everybody. I love you. Jamie loves you all. All right, Jamie, so first question for today. Yeah. <clears throat> in what sport do you win the Lombardi Trophy? Oh my goodness! What oh even goodness. is that? Is that named after someone too? It is. It's named after Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi. Thanks for having a thing named after you that I have to figure out now. Lombardi Trophy. Yep. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't get a hint. 
You don't get a hint. Come on. All right. Lombardi Trophy. This is a total guess. Lombardi Trophy for football. That is actually the Woo! correct answer. Yes. So now I bet you can already guess what the topic is for today. Is it football? It's going to be football. All yes. right, good. All right. <clears throat> All right. This one, I think you could actually get this one. Who are the Manning brothers and what do they do? Eli Manning. Okay, that's one of them. Quarterback. That Yes, that is his position. Yes. What about the other one? Uh, I don't know the other guy. The other guy is literally more famous and better at his position. I, I don't know. Is it Eagles? Does he play on the Eagles or is that Eli Manning? Eli Manning's not on the Eagles. All right. So, <laughs> Siri, is the broke. other Manning? No, neither of them are on the Eagles. So they're both on the same team? No. Okay, that would be cool. One of them is retired. Oh. And they're brothers? They are brothers. Are they separated by a couple of years? Yes. All right. They're not twins, if that's the question you're trying to find out. All right, so I, I don't know his name, so I'm just going to have to guess his position. Please right? please guess his name and position. <sighs> Why do I... His, uh, can I just... I'm going to go really extreme here and just be like, his name is Frankfurt Manning. I thought you were going to say Franklin. I'm, really? <laughs> yeah. No, I think we had said something earlier, like Franklin or Frankfurt. We were talking about Frankfurt, Kentucky. Yes. A few weeks that's ago. That's right. We were a few, wearing the a same few weeks shirt. ago, we were wearing the same shirts. This was not recorded on the, the same stinks. day. Okay. <laughs> Frankfurt Manning. Frank, what did you say? Frankfurt, Frankfurt Manning. Frankfurt Manning. And, Frank it, and his uh, position would be... Um, um, oh, wait. I think I only know that there's quarterback. I don't know. The other positions. I should Just know say this. the one position you know. Quarterback. That's correct. However, I'm his so name smart. is not Frankfurt. <laughs> of course. It's Peyton Manning. Oh, come on. I knew that. <laughs> Did only, you? Only not at the time. Okay, so Eli Manning. Mm -hmm. I'm actually a little disappointed. You grew up in New York, Jamie. He plays for the Giants. Peyton Manning. Go Penguins. That's not even <laughs> the right sport. Peyton Manning <clears throat> played for the Colts and the Broncos. And is retired now. Okay. Does he have a Hall of Fame? It's too soon for that. Oh. He literally just retired. Okay. <clears throat> is it so, the same thing as ba baseball? Uh, it's a little different for football, right. I believe. <clears throat> I don't know why I had to bring that up, but that was a question that was interesting. That me. was, yes, yes. Okay. Last question for today. Okay. How many yards is a football field? Hundred yards. What makes you say that? Fifty yard line is like the middle. So. Oh, okay. <clears throat> is that correct? No. <sighs> but you're along the right track. Yes, the fifty yard line is the middle. Okay. Yes, there's a hundred yards of play. Oh wait, so it would be like a hundred and twenty yards. Yes. Math. I'm good at it. Can you explain to them why a hundred and twenty? Because of the. Um... What the heck is that called? They call that the fun zone. The fun zone. And you get to like do like a... <clears throat> they don't actually call that a fun zone. Oh, okay. Well, that would be fun to do. Though. They call it an end zone. That, that's it. But you get to have fun there, so... You do have fun there unless you're the opposing team. Yes. Okay, yeah, that would stink. All right, Jamie, thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time. Bye. Alrighty, and before we wrap up the show, we have a special guest with us today. Catalina Wine Mixer, my 
beautiful puppy. So Hannah and I, both from New York, we both like very different football teams, myself, the New York Jets, and her, the New York Football Giants. And so we always thought, well, when we do have children, which team are they going to follow? Will it be both? Will they just play the middleman? Or will they actually pick, actually pick one? What we decided to do was have our dog find out for us. Now, we had many fails with this. It, it took quite some time to, for her to figure out, you know, which cookie she was going to eat. But she did it all right. So without further ado, I'm going to kick it over to my fiance, Johanna Albert. Hannah? We are here in the living room today waiting to find out if Catalina Wine Mixer will choose the New York Giants or the New York Jets. So without further ado, here comes my favorite referee and soon to be yours. Come here, Buck. Come here. Which one? Come here, Bill. What do you think? Oh, we've got some jet looking. You like the Jets? Well, I think we have a winner. Catalina has chosen the Jets for this year. A disappointment, because she's usually a Giants fan. <laughs> Good job, Cat. All right, back to the podcast. Well, wasn't that just absolutely adorable? All right, moving on. Our athlete for of the week for this week, he did something awesome over the weekend. We, we all hate it when fans ruin a big game. Like when a spectator feels the need to air out his unmentionables by running onto the field but naked. Our athlete of the week took the manner of a streaker into his own hands. Our story begins north of the border in a magical land known as Vancouver during a Canadian football game. And yes, I know, Canadian football is basically the northern equivalent of ping pong. Marcel Young of the BC Lions opened up a can of whoop-ass on a gentleman who thought it was funny to take a jog with nothing but a jersey and his undies. Video can be found online of Mr. Young tackling this menace society. Now, Marcel's defensive back for British Columbia has been with the CFL since 2011 after a two-week stint with the New Orleans Saints. That was right after college. He's also played with the Hamilton Tiger Cats and Edmonton Eskimos. Yes, those are real team names. This week's Athlete of the Week may not be a superstar, but darn it, just like the city of Baltimore, he's won a Grey Cup. Congrats, Marcel, on your accomplishment this week. Please keep fighting the good fight against the drunken and possibly insane fans that choose to ruin the fun. All right, time to thank our wonderful, wonderful friends as we wrap up the show. As usual, special thanks to our content editor and logo designer, Joanna Albert. She also joined us this week on the show. She's done some great work for us, so we've got to thank her once again. Uh, the music for this show is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. Kevin Frank Franceschi, he gave us a retweet this week. We also got the likes and shares from the Alberts. Marissa Caulfield. Not only liked the show, but told us about it in our comment session. She definitely wins our Fan of the Week award. Also, a like from Lois Butler and Tim Nunzig, our soccer correspondent. He was proud of how hard I worked on pronunciations this week. And, of course, the young gun, Jamie Grum, thanks us for joining the show today. Oh, thank you for joining the show today. You don't have to thank us. We're going to thank you. And thanks to Catalina Wine Mixer for being such a good sport. I mean, she got to eat a lot of cookies. So remember, if you want to mention on the show, please email us, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Again, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com, or tweet us at sports3xpodcast. Coming up this week, we have some big soccer matches at the World Cup, uh, including Tunisia, England, Belgium, Panama, and Sweden, South Korea. That's tomorrow. There are games every day this week, so just be ready for it. NHL and NBA drafts, they're uh, coming up um, <clears throat> at the end of the week, so... 
if you're if you're looking for the great star out there, he's out there somewhere. He's not me, but somebody out there. He's the next big star, so you'll get to see him get drafted. All right, that's it. Show's over. Please, please, please like, comment, share, tweet us, email us, follow us, do something, friends. Wish me luck on my big move next weekend. Philadelphia is waiting for my arrival, and my stomach is waiting to have a real Philly cheesesteak. All right, don't forget our email, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at sports3xpodcast. I'm Nick Drago, and you, you have a great night.